2: on the daily sports talk show. Nuwana is now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television.
0: got back from practice, and I'm not going to lie to you, I'm a little grumpy, but it has nothing to do with the sport, and I'm here with you, so I'm going to get over it. What's up, everybody? Welcome in. Thanks so much for hanging out with me. I need you today like I need you every day. Coulter Nuanas, Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, coming to you live from the ESPN Montana studios here at the Missoula Broadcasting Company. Missoula Broadcasting, locally owned and operated for more than 15 years. And proud to say we continue to do so. Ton to get to today. Just got back from Grizz football practice. Man, it is a it is a hot one out there. I know that's like stating the obvious. And I know it's just low-hanging fruit to always talk about the weather. But it, it is what it is. It's certainly a really, really hot day here in Missoula. I don't know how those guys are in their full football regalia, in their pads, all of that. But a ton to get to today from the Grizz side of things, the Bobcat side of things. Yesterday we gave you some of our, or not yesterday, last week, last Monday, we gave you some of our top uh, storylines to watch coming into fall camp for both the Bobcats and the Grizzlies. And I haven't seen a cat practice yet, but I just watched the first hour of my first Grizz practice of the year. So we're going to readdress some of those storylines just because I have gotten some Eyes on the guys physically. Even though I haven't watched a cat practice, I was in the facility, saw a bunch of the guys, got to feel sort of the vibe. And sort of a similar deal at Montana. I mean, only got to watch a little bit of special team stuff today. You know, circuits, tackling circuits, warm up, stretching. You know, nothing major, earth-shattering or groundbreaking. But you do get your eyes on some guys, including a whole bunch of new guys there. At Montana State, also got an update on some of the guys that are not, On the Montana State roster as well. So we'll talk Grizzle Talk Cats as part of the Montana Football Hour off the top. We also have some sound to share with you, actually, a a bunch of interviews for you today. We're going to hear from Bobby Houck, Montana head football coach, Brent Vegan, Montana State head football coach, Willie Patterson, Montana State senior wide receiver, and Sean Rainey, SWX Montana sports director. Now, here's the deal with the the difference in coverage here. I like to, I I shouldn't say difference. We, we love how passionate all you people are. I also find it so funny, fascinating, and annoying how it doesn't matter what we do, we hear from the other side of the rivalry. That's great. That's fine. That's good. We love the interest. We love that you're listening, that you're reading, you're following along, you're following us on Twitter, you're following us on Instagram. We love it. We love it. We could not do it without you. The whole point we do it is for you. That's it. But I heard today from some Bobcat fans saying, nice of you to show up to the Cats' first practices. Well, the Cats had a media day that we did a live show from on Wednesday. And I I don't know if you've been following along, but I live in Missoula. (laughs) So I came back to my home. And uh, so we haven't got a chance to see the Cats. That said, we still are going to have a couple trips to Bozeman in the next month or so. Our great friend Alex Escherman from SWX Montana Television, she'll be joining us with camp updates almost daily, starting tomorrow. So stay tuned for that. Meantime, the Grizz did not have a media day. So, yes, last week the the Cats sort of dominated the the sound part of the news cycle here, the interviews part of the news cycle here, because they had a media day. So we played some of the stuff, and we'll keep playing some of the stuff. Today the Grizz had a practice. I live in Missoula. I was able to go to the practice. Heard from some cat fans. Nice of you to show up to Grizz practice. So, anyways, we love the, the passion for all of it, but that's why we are where we're at. The other thing, though, is that in Grizzland, pre practice interview with Bobby Halk. That's it. That's all. It's the only guy you're allowed to talk to. Post practice with players. The post practice stuff starts. At 4.30 I don't know if you've been following along But we're on the air 4 4.30 as well So we're trying to find a solution um, And we will find one That's what we're best at doing So anyways, just wanted to get that off my chest Also had a, a phenomenal weekend uh, That ha- had one eye-opening experience That I'll share with you in just a minute But the reason I, I said I was a little grumpy is nothing to do with football Although it is hot and I get a little bothered when it is a hot outside. I went to the City Club Missoula luncheon today, which in its organization a very good um, gathering for sure. We're really well attended. It was the candidate forum for the new Missoula, or the new Montana, excuse me, congressional district. And so there was a a panel of three representatives or potential representatives, three candidates, Monica Chanel from the Democrats, Ryan Zinke from the Republicans, and John Lamb of the Libertarians. And it was supposed to be sort of a town hall type meeting. And, you know, I know there's a lot of people out here listening to the show that are Republican. There's also a lot of people listening to the show that are Democrat. There's also a lot of people in Montana, I think, that are more towards the middle. I think that's why we sort of have felt uh, misrepresented or underrepresented these last uh, handful, if not, you know, 10 or so years, because it has become so... um, I don't want to say radicalized, but it's it's become so extreme on both sides of the political spectrum. I'm not here to talk about politics. What I was most disappointed by in what I watched today was the lack of ability to have civil discourse, even in what is supposed to be the definition of civil discourse. You're supposed to be able to go to a town hall meeting like that and have it be civil it was not very moderated very well, but there was also this a lot of heckling. Uh, but also, a lot of the questions and, and were emotionally charged, but the candidates, they were grabbing the microphone back from each other. It turned into personal attacks rather than issue-based. And again, I'm not sitting here proclaiming any side was right or wrong. I just find it very disappointing that we can't figure out a way to have conversations in which we disagree with each other without screaming and yelling and acting, acting petulant. That's all I have to say. We need to find a way as a society and as a people to be able to, you should be able to sit across from the person that you disagree with the absolute most about the thing you are most passionate about and not become emotionally irrational, not become emotionally volatile. I just was very disappointed that candidates were grabbing the microphone from each other and and that it, it turned into a, a show of impassioned emotion rather than a dialogue of important issues. And then that's when a lot of these hot button issues get thrown into the discourse and it just drives me crazy. We don't have time to waste on that though, because you're here for the football. Let's dive into the Montana football. Our second by the way, hour number two, we are gonna talk some NFL football as well. Uh, and we'll also um, talk some high school sports as well. got a prep extra coming up for you about 5.30 as well. So there you go. That's your show outlook. It's presented by Brent Wahlberg and the Wahlberg team. Wahlberg team, the official realtors of Grizz Athletics. Any real estate questions you might have in the state of Montana, especially in western Montana, give Brent and his team a call today. If you want to be a part of the show here on Nuana's Now, you can always call us or text us, 406 888 one zero two nine. That's triple eight one zero two nine. Got the text from uh, the loyal listener and viewer that's checking it out on the TV. I know that the window blinds are open, and that causes a glare on the TV. If you're watching on TV, you can see I'm sitting here in the studio by myself, and I can't go over to the side in which to close the window blinds, so I will once we start playing some of the interviews. But thanks for the feedback. You can always call us or text us, 406 one zero two nine. You can also stream the show live always on our station website, one Oh two nine ESPN.com. Click on listen live and you'll find the stream again, Bobby Houck, Brent vegan, Sean Rainey, Willie Patterson, all coming up here in the Montana football hour. The Montana football hour is presented by the advocates as well as by Stockman bank. Summer weather brings more distraction and dangerous driving to our roads here on Montana. If you or a loved one has been injured, the advocates are here to help you. The advocates will handle the overwhelming legal process so you can get back on your feet emotionally, financially, and physically. Call 406-640-4444 and call today. Remember, you deserve an advocate. I went out to the airplane museum out there at the uh, airport here in Missoula yesterday. My uncle from Coeur was in town, so we had a fun day uh, going out there, took my brother's kids out there. and. Saw some of the old school planes, saw the, the Miss Montana plane that made the, the famous trip over to, to Germany for the 75th anniversary of, of D-Day there. Um, and my, it, the, the, the thought that I was left with leaving there, first of all, just the ingenuity and engineering and, and creativity of humans is just unbelievable. And uh, just to think that somebody invented a way to fly... Flying has only been around for like 115 years. It's crazy to think that. We, we sort of take it for granted sometimes, and, and I wonder how much that impacts our mindsets as humans taking for granted some of the unbelievable things that we've created. The other thing I was left with, though, is there's a whole display about smoke jumpers, and there's a whole display about one of the most um, famous symbols of Missoula and of Montana, and, that, and that's Norman McLean's book, Young Men in Fire, and then the subsequent movie that was loosely based on the book, Red Skies Over Montana. And it's all about the, the Man Gulch fire and the smoke-jumping tragedy in which 13 young men died. And I was reading the biographies of all of these young men, and I was just struck by how sometimes I think that the, the past becomes so far in the past that we neglect to remember it. But it wasn't just that these young men died fighting a fire, but most of these young men were ex-military guys too, and it talked all about their whole paths and, and what they had done. Most of them had been involved in the in the military during World War II, and, and then gone straight into becoming a, a smoke jumper in the Forest Service. And I just thought to myself, what the proving grounds for young men in America used to be. Uh, is so much more challenging and difficult than what it is now. And then I saw a parallel to that when I was at fall camp. By no means is what Montana's doing today easy, but it's significantly diminished from what it was when I first started covering college football some 16 years ago. So that's all to say, I know that life evolves always. There's, there's pluses, there's minuses, there's things that get better, there's things that get worse. It's all good. Most of it is outside of our control. I just couldn't help but think to myself, though, just how hardened and hard life was for so long and how the life we live now, most of us at least, pales in comparison. There's always going to be struggles of the mind. That's part of the human condition. I, I just hope that we don't lose sight of our past because our past is so important to our present and to our future. Okay, enough waxing poetic, enough philosophy. Let's talk some gridiron. The Montana Football Hour, presented in part by Stockman Bank. Stockman Bank has 36 locations throughout the state of Montana. It's a Montana bank for Montanans by Montanans. They're only in Montana, and they plan on keeping it that way. Our most interesting storylines for fall camp last year, or last uh, week, excuse me, during the Montana Football Hour. I want to address some of them now because I've gotten some eyes on some of these guys and and gotten a little bit of the vibe. So, um, first of all, Bobby Houck was in rare form today, Uh, dare I say almost defiant in his addressing of the media. Uh, He met with us, a group of reporters, for about eight minutes. Um, We tried to get into some details of the roster and of the dynamic of fall camp and all of that, and the Montana's coach was not having it. I will tell you this, he has high expectations for this team. He has continuously said how much he loves this team and how much they love playing football. That has been the line of the offseason. I love this team, and this team loves playing football. They looked well-conditioned. They looked disciplined. They looked fast. But that's no different than what they've looked the last couple years. I do think there's been this building narrative about the RTD, the return to dominance, and Bobby Houck himself has dug in a little bit and said, hey, we've won 10 games two years in a row. We are right there. I tend to err on the side that the Grizz need to be one or two notches better than they've already been But I do think they're on the right track to get there. So before we get into addressing a couple of the questions that we had last week, what does Bobby Houck think some of the questions are? He starts here with addressing that Montana was voted number three in the stats preseason poll. They are the highest-ranked Big Sky Conference team. North Dakota State number one, South Dakota State number two, Montana three, Montana State four, Sac State's in there at seven, Eastern comes in at 13, Eastern Washington, Weber State sits there at 20, and UC Davis at 25, this soundbite starts with Bobby Houck addressing his team as the number three team in the country and then goes into some other stuff about fall camp. Here's Bobby Houck, Montana head football coach here on Nuana's Now ESPN Radio.
2: Yeah, I, you know, I'll try to give you something there because I don't think much about it would be the right answer. But uh, it's nice to be recognized as a team that's uh, probably got a chance to have a pretty good season. Uh, but again, now that we're started, I don't have to talk about that anymore. we got a game coming up, and, and uh, I'm excited to watch our team get ready for that, and then I'll be excited to keep score here come September.
0: There's some uh, rule tweaks where you could have the ball in the field a little bit more in the summer. You guys could have more contact. Do you expect that to influence these first couple of days of fall camp?
2: Um, you know, I always felt like our group has a good summer. I think great teams get developed when the players have to take ownership of it. Uh, I'm not sure the stuff we're (coughs) allowed to do has a big uh, benefit for the veterans, but I think it'll be a great benefit to the younger guys that got a chance to get a little more work with their coaches.
0: When it comes to just looking at these guys, evaluating them physically, how how much do you like about that part? Because, you know, it is kind of the culmination of a lot of hard work. You get to see it for the first couple days here to, to start fall camp.
2: Well, it's real similar, non-padded, to what we've been doing. We need to put the pads on, and then we can evaluate some of that. So that's a better question for two days from now. <laughs> right. But I, it, it's always good to get the season going. So I'm everybody's excited, maybe me most of all.
1: What do you think you've learned most as a person, as a coach, heading into this fall camp compared to your very first fall
2: camp as a coach? Gosh, that's a good question. Ask me that later. I'll... Uh, I'll think. Let me think on that. That's not a stand here 30 second answer.
1: What's maybe something um, like a minute detail. That's a deep dive. Really I know, right? <laughs> what's maybe something that's like a minute detail that you most look forward to in camp? And then what's one that you
2: don't? Simple. Uh, that's a good question. Sorry. Not that the other one wasn't. It was also fabulous. Uh <laughs> You know what I really like is everybody pretty much leaves you alone. It's all football all day. You know, from from the time you get up in the morning till the time you go to bed at night, it's all it's just ball. And you're you're with your team and your staff. And uh, I love this time of year. What
1: about when you don't? Say it again. What about one? What's what one minor thing about camp you don't like?
2: Um, I can't think of anything. It's <laughs> definitely not wearing a bucket hat. You huh? <laughs> like that. Nice. Nah, uh, black on a 90 degree day. <laughs> you've said a lot uh, during this
0: offseason just how much these guys love football and how much you love that about them but what were some of the things that they've showed
2: you that really shows you just just their love of this game well the ability to work on a daily basis you know if you want to be good it's anything you have to work at it um, talks cheap they don't they don't sit around and talk about it they go do and and uh, I just I like the work ethic and their uh, their diligence with
0: that. A ton of new faces on the roster that were announced today. So, what's it been like, just the process to to
2: build this team, to build this roster overall? Well, it's something we do every year, but it's a little different now with the transfer rules the way they are. Um, I, I think that college Division One college football has evolved into you don't plan for the future, you plan for this August and. You know, next January we're we'll start start getting ready for next August first, and that's that's the way it's got to be approached. You're trying to um, assemble a team for for this August, and that that's how it's going to be moving forward. Well, I know you've shared your thoughts on what you think of the transfer portal and
0: stuff like that, but it also seems like, uh, no matter what the the opinion is, it seems like you guys have done a good job of utilizing it. So how do you go about sort of embracing it, even if it's something that you maybe don't, you know, go full step with?
2: Well, there's there's certain aspects of what you do in any. Activity or job that you may not <laughs> really embrace, but if it's integral to the success, you better be good at it. So I think we're good at the recruiting piece, and I think we're good at, uh, at putting team together. We'll see. Heading into your fourth year back here at Montana, is this program where you envisioned it or where you would like it heading into year four? Yeah, certainly. I mean, it's kind of been a pretty steady... Uh, evolution to where we are right now yeah sure uh, i don't gosh. want to be picked last <laughs> do you like being do you like being picked first though yeah, i mean why not it doesn't it makes no difference so why not try to get first you know? no matter what anyway. Yeah. right so yeah
1: what would so, you say is <clears throat> biggest unanswered question going into fall camp
2: for me i don't have any I don't have any questions. You might later, but I to fucking don't know. So gotta get ready. It? We're keeping score. All the questions will be answered. What about like, like a unknown?
1: Like, you feel like you have a, a good handle on every single aspect, or what's one like maybe thing that you're really looking for this fall to see how, how it goes?
2: I feel like I have a handle on every single aspect, as I should at this point. When it comes to some of the position battles,
0: uh, one thing I'm going to be watching is the specialist. So what do you hope to see out of guys, kickers and punters, since you do need to ki- replace your kicker, your punter, and, and probably an underrated part of your long snapper? Well,
2: you could go back to that question from last year's camp. You asked right. me the same dang question. Totally. So we'll be fine. We'll, we'll We'll be good there like we always are. That's what I would say. I didn't even pay attention to your question. <laughs> but ask, it, ask it again, the specialists? Yeah, I, mean, I, think, I think we're going to be good. I mean, yeah. last year you didn't know any of those guys' names except uh, Matthews. Um.
0: So there you go. <laughs> no questions for Bobby Houck. I get the premise. This is now ESPN Radio Montana Football Hour here on uh, 1029 FM as well as SWX Montana Television. I understand the premise. Bobby Hauke is basically saying, I am the head of this organization, so I don't have any questions about our organization because I did my best to answer said questions internally. He doesn't play the game of the narrative around the program. What do the fans want to know about the offensive line? Here's what I'm watching about the offensive line. Here's what I'm watching about the specialists. He doesn't play that game. Hey, teach their own. His other, his retort to me about the specialist was also spot on because I asked Bobby Houck about his kicker and his punter last year each week during fall camp. And it was a huge question mark. And Kevin Macias made, what it was 17 or 19 straight field goals last year? One of the two, but a school record to be sure for consecutive field goals after coming in as a transfer from uh, from Arizona State. And Brian Buscini was one of the best players I've ever seen, period. So the question was answered. Bobby Houck knew it was answered beforehand. So I get what he's saying. We're going to get into some of the roster stuff. Who's looking good? Who's doing what? Let's hear from Montana State head coach Brent Vegan. One of our main storylines to watch last uh, week was to some of the vocal leaders and the leadership spots uh, on this Bobcat football team, given what they lost, Troy Anderson, Daniel Hardy, the list goes on. You already know. Chase Benson, Amandre Williams, Lewis Kidd, Taylor sobo a bunch of great players. Here's Brent Vegan's, this is just a little bite here, but here's Vegan's thought on uh, just coming into year two uh, and just how much different it is as he enters his second year as the head football coach at Montana State. Well, I think there's less um, guys trying to figure out what we're doing and coaches trying to figure out what guys can do. Now, you add some dynamics here. You add new players to the mix. You add new coaches to the mix. There's still a little bit of that, but I just think our guys aren't going into fall camp blind
1: of our process and how we do things. Um, and that doesn't assure you anything. It just I, I hope I hope is a more streamlined, um, more competitive. All those those things that you think you can take forward in a, in a second year.
0: I was talking to Willie Patterson, who we're going to hear from in about, oh, I don't know, about 20 minutes. And uh, he was saying that this is the first time he's had the same offensive coordinator during his careers. Because even though Jeff Choate was there, there was a revolving door of quarterbacks, quarterbacks, coaches, and offensive play callers. So you'll hear from Willie Patterson a little bit more, some nuances to that conversation. We're going to get into some of the personnel guys that I got a chance to get eyes on, but first, the first guy I looked for. New one is now, by the way. ESPN Radio Montana Football Hour, presented in part by the Advocates. The Grizz announced officially a bunch of guys that we'd already reported on, plus plus a bunch of new guys as well. AJ Abbott, a transfer quarterback from Oregon, was there. Andrew Tavilian, a junior college transfer cornerback, was there. Wyatt Wagner, a transfer linebacker from Iowa. Chris Walker, a transfer offensive lineman from Nebraska. Nico Ramos, a transfer kicker from uh, Cal. And then Adam Botkin, who has had a winding uh, college sports career. We talked about him as well uh, last week. They were all there. Other guys we hadn't reported on. Camden Verstrait, he's a transfer receiver from Washington. Cooper Barnum, a transfer uh, safety who was a pitcher at Washington State last year. If the last name sounds familiar, well, it's because it is. It is, in fact, Bruce Barnum's son. That's an interesting fold. And then Michael Ray, an offensive lineman out of CELA High School, which is right outside of Yakima, Washington. He's a freshman. So those are the uh, the new additions that a Montana announced today. But the guy that I was looking for first and foremost was the guy who was wearing number 37, Marcus Wellnell. Except he's not wearing number 37. He's wearing number 10. Marcus Wilnell was reportedly, I shouldn't say reportedly, he reported on Twitter that he was number 37 after Jace Lewis reported on social media that he was giving number 37 to Marcus Wilnell. Marcus Wilnell was wearing number 10 today. We asked Bobby Houck why.
1: Thoughts on Marcus representing 37
2: this year? Uh, That's not a question I'm equipped to handle right now. We've got some more consulting to do. More
0: consulting to do. So... There is all sorts of ways you can speculate about this. We're not going to. I'm going to continue to research this. But let's just say that we can, te- we can say with almost certainty right now that although Jace Lewis and Marcus Wellnell had an agreement for Marcus Wellnell to wear number 37, it doesn't seem as if that's been confirmed uh, from the Montana coaching staff. Montana Football Hour presented by Stockman Bank of Montana. When you bank with Stockman Bank, you receive personalized customer service and your phone call is answered by a live person. Their highly skilled and personable bank staff is dedicated to making it easier to transfer your accounts and meeting your overall financial needs. Blending traditional Western values with modern conveniences and state-of-the-art technologies, Stockman Bank provides time-tested products and services from people who truly care about you and your financial success. One of our great friends around here, one of my my favorite colleagues, Sean Rainey, SWX Montana Television, he was down there. We're going to catch up with him whenever we cross paths. Here's Sean from earlier today at Grizz Football Camp. I need to come up with a creative name for this, maybe uh, Rainey's Reactions. Rainey's rants is not the right word. We're down here at Fall Camp, Sean Rainey. Kicking it with me here on Dorn Blazer Field at the base of Mount Sentinel. This is just going to be some quick hidden stuff. Every time I run into the Rain Man down here, uh, SWX Montana Sports Director, we'll be talking some Grizz football because we're going to be around here. We're going to do something similar with Alex Eshelman over in Bozeman as well. She's checked out a couple Bobcat practices, so we'll talk to her tomorrow. That's Tuesday for you following along. Uh Rainy, we've only been out here for a little while. Got uh let's just say, Bobby Halkin, rare uh, mid-season form already. (laughs) But, I mean, it's a good day. It's a good day to be out here at football practice.
1: It is great. Maybe uh, like Rainey's rapid reactions. There we go. That's good. Rapid responses, something like that. Yeah. Um, Yeah, obviously he doesn't ever say too much. Uh, Although the one thing that I did really find interesting was when you you were asking him about, I asked him first about kind of what's the biggest question mark and the most unknowns. You then brought up. He he, of course, said he knows everything. He says I,
0: he says I have no there question no marks unknowns. about this team. There is no unknowns. I have no question marks yeah. about our team.
1: And then you followed it up talking about special teams, which yeah. is kind of where I was going a little yeah. bit. But I thought he did make a good point. And we were asking those exact same questions last True. year because we didn't know anything about Kevin Macias. We didn't know about a freshman in, in Brian Bushini. Totally. So there were obviously we knew about Matthew O'Donohue, but like the the two guys kicking the ball, we had we knew nothing of, and so that was kind of a big question mark. And he seemed. Let's just say fairly confident that uh, he didn't have any question marks about that position.
0: I almost wanted to. It's not the right time for uh, for day one, but I almost wanted to ask Coach How. Okay, if you don't have any questions about this team, is is this a national championship yeah, or bust? Yeah. Right. I mean, but I think that I think he would probably say yes. I think I think he really thinks that.
1: I think he would definitely say that um, as well for sure.
0: What do you th- What are you going to be watching here? Because obviously we've only been out here for you know half an hour, forty five minutes as we stand here recording this today. And, you know, the guys aren't in pads yet or anything, so we're just kind of getting a, a look and going through the roster and all that. But, I mean, specialists is definitely something that we're going to be watching. You came over here saying, have you seen the Nebraska transfer offensive line, Chris Walker? He looks good. So those are kind of the two places to start. But what are what are the main things you're going to be watching here at Grizz camp?
1: I always just like to try and get more familiar with the new guys, whether yeah. that's transfers or a lot of the times the guys that redshirted last year that you kind of forget about totally. because they didn't play and now – They're going to be playing and contributing on special teams or trying to go up the depth chart, maybe, you know, as backups or something like that. So, for me, they're just, I mean, there's a 100 dudes out here. So, it's just kind of looking at the new roster, getting to know some of the new guys, see how they move, see how they look. Because, I mean, you know, we've both been doing this long enough where you can just tell by the way certain guys move. Totally. That he could have some potential he's got a little juice to him and so that's kind of like the coolest thing is just kind of getting yourself acclimated with the new numbers the new people and seeing if uh seeing what what they got and making some predictions whether like, oh, i'm gonna go on a limb and say this guy's gonna be good this guy i don't know you know things like that
0: early on here there's just like three days till they put pads on so we're, we're not gonna really get to see much of an evaluation of linebackers i know that's a big question mark who's gonna step in for jace lewis at the inside spot they have a ton of options there in a defensive front all that who's going to rise up what's you know some of the veteran guys look like offensive line not going to be able to evaluate that until they get some pads on either but all eyes lines are going to be on the quarterback and we're sitting, sitting here watching Lucas Johnson uh, take reps right now so I mean simple question is, is this a quarterback competition at Montana
1: I don't think so I don't either I think it's Lucas Johnson um, but to me the biggest question is is he can he be more of a playmaker? in that he has a little bit of kind of that Dalton Snead playmaking ability in him yep. or is he going to be more of a kind of a more of a game manager like a Cam Humphrey not saying that you can't win with a game manager totally. type uh what does this Chris team need do you think
0: i mean how good does Lucas Johnson have to be for them to fulfill their expectations
1: i think he's he's got to be a guy that can manage the offense not make mistakes but then make plays when needed totally. doesn't have to be Amazing. Right. Doesn't have to be one of the best, greatest quarterbacks ever. Doesn't yeah. have to be first-team All-Big Sky, I don't right. think. Right. But has to be an above-average guy, and the offensive line has to be above-average in order to, in my opinion, truly compete for a national championship.
0: Nice ball there by Lucas Johnson to a streaking Keelan White. Even better pass breakup from Patrick O'Connell. If he adds that to his repertoire, which already already consists of, you know, Best edge guy in the country, one of the best overfield tacklers in the league. He's gonna be pretty dangerous. Sean Rainey, SWX by Chat Television. We'll have more Rainey's rapid reactions. I like that. Thanks for doing uh, this, yeah. man.
1: One one quick story. Sure. For you. I was walking by and uh, ran into Justin Ford, who's obviously donning number six. Sure. And I was like, hey, I'm not gonna lie, I kinda like 21 on you better. And he goes, Well, hopefully they just don't know who number six is. And they're like, Oh, we could go test that guy. And I get a few he's like, if I get one more interception out of it, it's good. So
0: <laughs> we'll see how many teams <laughs> throw away from the guy who had nine picks last year. <laughs> also wearing 21. You know, I don't know, it's a little tenuous as a corner. That's primetime's number, so we'll see. But a lot of new numbers to learn. We'll have coverage for you pretty much every day here throughout the next month. But uh, thanks to Sean Rainey, SWX Montana Television, uh, for being with us here today. Rainey's Rapid Reactions. I like that. We'll do that as much as we can over the next month. Appreciate Sean Rainey, SWX Montana Television, for hanging out with us here on the Montana Football Hour. Montana Football Hour, presented in part by the Advocates. Parents, if you have a young driver in the house that was injured because of someone else's negligence, call the advocates. The advocates will take over the stressful legal process so you can take care of your child and help get them back on their feet. Everyone deserves an advocate. Give them a call today, 406-640-4444. The advocates are here to help you. Got some eyes on some of the new guys. Rapid reactions, Nuwana's Now style, Grizz and Bobcats. Next, keep it right here. Montana Football Hour rules on at CSPN Radio. And that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschulteilaw.com.
2: One, two, three. One is now on ESPN Radio.
0: I know that there's a lot of you out there that are uh, avid outdoor enthusiasts, um, particularly ones I'm, I'm speaking to now, maybe maybe the fishermen in the group or, or people that like to, to float the river, anybody that's in the sun for really long periods of time. I've seen a lot of people out there with these, these crazy cool bucket hats, like, like the hats that have the 360 60 degree shade. Now, if you followed along here at Nuanes now, you know that, that I have a world record sized head. I can't even wear the the hats that we have here at ESPN Montana because even on the last notch, they don't even come close to fitting. I, I wear a fitted hat that's either an eight or an eight and one-eighth. I've hardly seen these anywhere. I will say our great friends down at the Missoula Paddleheads have a variety of options for fat-headed friends like me. I have a, actually have like two... Uh, I have a Paddleheads headset, an Osprey hat, and a Timberjacks hat that all fit. I'm asking you, though, it's so a call to action. Your uh, offensive line friend here, that's me, I need a bucket hat that's big enough for my gigantic head. Tell me where you got your bucket hat. If you have a bucket hat and you know where to get one, text me, 406 888 one zero two nine. That's triple eight. One zero two nine. Need to get the bucket hat in my life. It's a, it's a health thing, you know. I want to I want to stay protected from the sun, you know, protect from the UV rays. New one is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, rolling through the Montana Football Hour. Got back from Grizz practice here about an hour ago, and uh, we are in it. We're into fall camp. We are sitting here now, less than a month away from the season opener for both the Bobcats and the Grizzlies. So let's go through a couple of the compelling storylines we talked about last week. And now we have had a a week more to think about it, to research it. And I also got to see some of the guys at MSU on media day. And I I got to see at least a part of a practice down there at Doran Blizzard Field today. So um, let's talk about some of the the storylines we addressed last week. Last week I said one of my most compelling storylines for the Grizz was... Who are some of the players who made the most noticeable physical gains? Because I know that that's one thing that Bobby Houck has always put a high emphasis on, the offseason and training and the guys that are looking really good. I also had a question on here about Chris Walker, the uh, N- Nebraska transfer offensive lineman. And those two things go hand in hand because I'll tell you this. One of the first guys I noticed was Chris Walker. He's wearing number 55. He's obviously running out there with the first team offense as the left tackle. But the dude's listed at 6'6", 290 pounds. And he looks a lot more like a bodybuilder than he does an FCS offensive lineman. He is a um, stacked specimen. I didn't get a chance much to watch him in drills and stuff, so I don't really know how he moves. He looked like he had a little bit of stiffness in his bend. But, again, I only watched him for a brief moment in time. I did watch him a bunch, though, during stretching. And, uh, man, he looks the part. Other guys that I noticed that have put on um, some some good size that, that looked visibly good. I thought Justin Ford, who's now, as you heard Sean Rainey say there, Grizz Corner, who's now wearing number six. I thought he looked really good. I got some eyes on A.J. Abbott, the quarterback from Oregon. Number 17 is what he's wearing. He and Lucas Johnson were going kind of going back and forth with some of the, the main reps. And uh, I actually thought that Abbott throws as good, if not better, of a ball than than Lucas Johnson. I mean, there's a lot more that goes into playing quarterback than throwing a good ball. I mean, Peyton Manning's one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, and he doesn't throw nearly as good of a ball as, like, Jay Cutler, but Jay Cutler's not good. And Peyton Manning is, you know, first ballot Hall of Famer. Other players though that that just visibly popped and we'll get into more of this because i don't want to sit here and just read through the entire roster but i thought marcus knight looks very good he looks very big very very strong he's had several years off between the last time he played so sort of to be expected but he certainly looks uh very very good i thought marcus well despite the fact that he's still wearing number 10 and not number 37 looked very good levi Janikaro was a little big sky uh Linebacker, he looked very good. Ben McGowering actually looks really good too. Not Jacob McGowering. We talked about Jacob McGowering a lot on the show. Jacob McGowering still looks good, but Ben McGowring, his little brother, I was grabbing my roster, like, oh, who's 42? He looks he looks really good. And uh, you could tell he made some physical gains. Deary Todd, former transfer from Michigan State, he looks like he's in much better shape to me. Look looks lean and mean. You could say the same for our guy, King Pig. Alex Gubner actually got a chance to say what's up to uh, Rob Fennessy, uh former Idaho State coach who's now an offensive analyst there for the Grizz uh, offensive analysts aren't allowed to coach during practice so I think that those sort of interactions might be a little bit more prevalent you know I mean the other coaches they're not going to talk to you during practice because they're they're working whereas Fennessy, when practice is going he he actually can't coach the guys so anyways I uh, was talking to to Finn a little bit and I was telling Finn, that we have anointed Alex Gubner, the king pig and he just thought that was the greatest and I mean it in the most endearing way I just I think that Governor's just uh, an awesome player and I love uh, watching him play and uh, the last guy who who popped to me was uh, Eric Barker the tight end number 88 he looks really good that's not the last one but those are just the the numbers that I circled in my initial valuation. we'll be back down there tomorrow and so we'll have uh, more reactions sort of like that. We talked about the the difference in year two under Brent Vegan uh, last week and now already during this show. yeah, Last week we also talked about Marcus Knight's health. He looks really good, so that answers that question. Uh, the question is not answered if he's going to be back to all-American caliber, but his body looks good, so that's a good start. Is Isaiah Fonseca healthy? That was one of our questions last Monday. We've now learned, as I had speculated and p- predicted, Isaiah Fonseca is, in fact, not healthy. Sounds like it's going to be a, a running back by committee, at least for the first month of the year there at MSU. Kegan Williams, a San Diego State transfer, as well as uh, Elijah Elliott, Lane Sumner, a couple guys that were in the program last year, are going to be the main culprits. Another one of my questions I had from last week is Chris Walker, the offensive tackle, the missing link. Still not sure, but the guy definitely looks the part for MSU. How does the graduation of Lewis Kidd, Taylor Sopo, and the transfer of TJ Session impact the offensive line for the Bobcats? This is an interesting fold. MSU's offensive line, they're going to be really young. They only have one returning starter in Justice Perkins. I mean, I kind of like this. I don't know how it's going to work logistically. I actually don't think it's going to be able to work logistically for a full football season. But they've decided every time one of them is going to give an interview, they're all going to be there. So it's not a matter of if they're... All talking, but Justice Perkins gave his media day interviews with the whole offensive line standing behind him. So I don't know if this is just going to be the starting unit that's expected to be at each interview, or every offensive lineman on the roster. But uh, it's it's just it's fascinating to me, and it's also the revelation of a, a bigger storyline. I think as to why there's question marks on the offensive lines for the Montana schools when that, that was never a question mark in the 90s and the early 2000s for the Grizz. It hasn't been really a question mark at Montana State either for the last probably 20 years. But it is, in my opinion, one of the two biggest question marks for each of these squads. So we'll continue talking about that throughout the next month or so. And then the last ones we had from last week, for Montana, is it Lucas Johnson or bust? I thought Johnson looked good today. I can't wait to evaluate him further tomorrow and throughout the rest of the week. So that's a to be ter- to be determined. And then uh, for Montana State, is Tommy Malat really the best quarterback in the league? That remains to be determined as well. Um, but there's a lot of confidence around Tommy Malat. We talked about that on Friday's show. So if you want to. Check that out with Regime Seabrook. And it was a conversation about the confidence of a team in a quarterback, maybe not specifically Tommy Malotte, but how important is it for the Cats to believe in Tommy Malotte? How important is it for the Grizz to believe in Lucas Johnson? I do think that's a, an interesting storyline as well. We went through all the Grizz transfers that were officially announced today. Also, some news from the CAT program. Jack Harlow, an offensive lineman for the Cats, he's no longer on the roster. Andrew Patterson and Cam Gardner, two wide receivers. Patterson, a highly recruited guy out of Arizona, not on the roster anymore. Cam Gardner, a transfer from Utah, not on the roster anymore. Gardner and Patterson are still in school. They're trying to get some academic stuff um, smoothed out. Harlow is still in school at Montana State, just not with the program anymore. He had a couple bad injuries, so I think he just wanted to hang it up. And then Dylan Porter, who's a former transfer from Nevada, he had a sixth year of eligibility that he could have taken with MSU, But he got his engineering degree, decided to just go uh, move into the workforce. So he is not uh, a part of the program either. So there's some some Bobcat news as well. How about one of the uh, top receivers for MSU? We'll book in this Montana Football Hour with some sound from Willie Patterson, one of the most entertaining guys from the Montana State football team. The Montana Football Hour is presented in part by Stockman Bank. Stockman Bank invites you to experience the Stockman difference as a family-owned community bank with locations throughout Montana, Stockman Bank is committed to enriching the lives of Montanans and helping communities succeed. What that means to you is your money stays in the local economy, supporting your friends and your neighbors. More fall camp talk, plus Willie P., Willie Patterson, senior Bobcat wide receiver. Next, keep it right here. It's new is now, ESPN Radio. Jewelry Design Center, now open in Missoula at 2501 Brook Street, across from the Montana Club. Jewelry Design Center, your jeweler for life.
2: one hey! is now on 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television.
0: Man, Lars Ulrich, baby. Is there any more powerful... I don't know, man. There's some good ones out there, but a little Metallica makes you feel good on your Monday. What's up, everybody? Nuwana's now ESPN Radio, Montana Football Hour, presented in part by the Advocates. If you or a loved one has been injured in an accident, call 406-640-4444 and talk to the Advocates today. The Advocates will handle paperwork and frustrating phone calls with the insurance companies for you so you can focus on helping your loved one heal and recover peacefully Chat with an advocate today at montanaadvocates.com. Our fall camp and uh, position by position, player by player analysis, it's going to spill into hour number two. We got some NFL on the docket, but I want to keep talking on this line because it is an exciting time of year. I know Andrew, Andrew Houghton, our producer in the back, has some thoughts as well, but we'll close out the Montana football hour with a little bit of sound I collected this last week over in Bozeman. Willie Patterson, a guy. From the Tacoma area, who uh, came to Montana State, highly recruited, he came to play for a coaching staff that wanted to do nothing but run the ball. Willie Patterson goes about five nine, hundred and eighty pounds, so he's not necessarily the big body type that Jeff Choate wanted uh, in that speed option that MSU was running. But now he's playing. On the outside, he's playing for a coach in Brent Vegan that wants to throw the ball a little bit more. Seems like Tommy Malott, at least in his potential, has the ability or at least upside to be able to throw the ball a little bit more. More than anything, though, Willie Patterson's a guy who's waited his turn. And I have a lot of respect for guys, especially at the skill positions, when you're not getting a ton of chances, you're not getting a ton of catches, but you stick it out. And now here he is entering a senior year in which he's got an opportunity. He's a really entertaining guy. I had fun talking to him. Here's Willie Patterson. Coming to you from the Bobcat Athletic Complex, Montana State Senior Wide Receiver Willie Patterson joining us here on Nuana's Now ESPN Radio. Uh, is it crazy to think when I say Senior Wide Receiver Willie Patterson?
3: Yes, honestly, because it's, you know, you hear those old guys say it's going to go happen fast, it's going to happen fast, and you're like, okay, and then boom, it's, it's here, you know, COVID came and gave me that extra year, but now it's up, you know, so now it's senior year, so it's go time.
0: We were just talking about this facility that we're sitting in, but uh, huge boost for you guys, and so, I mean, how has it Helped you uh, this last off season just to get ready for this upcoming year.
3: It's amazing, honestly. Just having these cold tubs and just having the training staff here, and also just with the weight room stuff, it allows everything just right at our fingertips. So you know, you can come through a hard lift, get your training right in, and then go to the cold tubs, get your cold tubs, and you're out to school, and it's all right here. You know, you used to we used to have to travel through hoops and ladders just to get to an ice bath, and that's. Could only fit one person. So it's amazing what this facility has done for us. And I think it was a huge testament to how far we went last year.
0: Yeah, ask you about your, your left earring. Yeah. It's old school, man. Yeah. That's like, uh, that's almost like King Griffey Jr. or like uh-huh. Barry Bonds esque.
2: You know,
3: that's DK like, yeah, DK
0: okay. DK's kind of right. bringing it yeah. back, right? Here. And for those that are listening on the radio, obviously, most of you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a little cross through a hoop. So it's like, it's very much like yeah.
3: those guys in the 90s used to wear. Yeah, just a little swag element that I like to add. I got two usually I wear two or one but yeah definitely a little something that I got from playing with DK back in Seattle and stuff so
0: yep. So you guys are pretty close to the same age right? I guess yeah. He, he's.
3: Yeah definitely yeah when I it was kind of weird you know cause seeing it seeing him for the first time it was kind of like starstruck but I'm like he's only a year older than me. Right. This guy he's making multi-million dollars <laughs> so he's a little different but it was actually cool hanging out with him and hearing him talk about the game and the, just the experiences he had and it was like wow he's only a year older than me and he's really at a different stage in life.
0: It's so interesting too, just the, the level of swagger that receivers can bring. Mm-hmm. How do you mix those two things though? Because this is such a uh, you know blue collar, yeah. run the ball, you know, toughness, defensive program, but the, you go you always kind of try to bring the flair too. So how do you yeah. balance those things?
3: I just make sure uh, just the play on the field is tough. You know, you yeah. make sure you're playing hard, blocking hard, putting your whole effort into the game and then the 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 swag can come because you're making all those plays you know but before that you got to make sure you prove it with your game
0: no one is now espn radio as well as swx montana television willie patterson joining us here uh, on espn radio Uh, the the play that when i think about last year for you that sticks out to me the most is when you caught the touchdown uh, against sam houston right after you'd thrown the touchdown and everybody in the press box was like oh man you know the, the Sam Houston Sports Info guys are going through, and they're like, "We've never overcome a twenty-eight nothing deficit." We're sitting here thinking, "Is this is this thing over in the first quarter?" Well, that was that was such an amazing uh, blitz that you guys were able to operate. But when you think back to that moment, I mean, what's it like? Kind of remembering that?
3: It was honestly like I got asked what was the funnest game last year, and that was easily the best game we ever had because it goes back to our plane was delayed. No, one, right. everybody forgets our plane was right. delayed. We were we had six hours of sleep, turned around. It was a night game, meetings all day. We had, like, a, what, 40-minute drive just to the place. So it's just like everything was against us. And having that and coming out and just having that team win like that was crazy. Just everything firing, you know. You've always dreamed of games like that. And you have little league games when you've blown guys out and stuff, and it was fun. But one of those, it was like you, you could feel like they counted us out. The whole country counted us out at this point. And we're like, okay, number one team, this is our chance. So,
0: yeah how do you you take that success from from last year and and uh, kind of parlay it into this year i mean can you carry it over cuz it, it, you know it seems like A long time ago now when you guys were you know playing in Huntsville, playing in in Frisco, all that stuff.
3: Yeah, we kinda just put that on the back burner. We're kinda just more focused on this process of what got us there last time, you know, of putting in that work Monday through Friday is what makes us win those games on Saturday. So we're making sure that we're winning our days each day, each week through this fall camp, you know, and just trying to not because you know you focus on that big picture, you just forget about all the little stuff. So we're just trying to make sure we're building every single day.
0: Last year this time. All the talk was about a new coaching staff, a new offensive coordinator, new schemes, all that stuff. How much different is it sitting here today with fall camp opening tomorrow?
3: I was telling House Ride, it was like this that thir- that spring ball was my third time in the offense. right? The same offense. So it was like, it was actually three years I've never been in the same offense. And now I've had ex- like two exact same spring balls of the same offense. And a lot of our guys have had this offense for two plus years now. So they're exactly trying to get more of the whys under what they're doing. So they're more understanding of their job and can kind of play at a faster that pace, I guess. I love talking to,
0: to Housewright because he's, he's just trash and confident and young and you know i mean he seems to let it all fly out there so I mean, how much do you love just playing for a guy that you know it's kind of no holds barred what he's calling the plays
3: oh yeah house right man i love him he's a gunslinger so you know he's gonna call those shots and he's gonna make sure put us in those positions to win and he's very competitive on and off the field even in the weight room he's always trying to beat us in certain stuff and he's always pushing us to be our best like the, those minor details of that are make us true to our system we have to he holds us to it you know and if we're clicking on all cylinders you know it really works the wide receivers room here too yeah. looks looks a lot different than it did last fall you know you I know Coy's
0: gonna be making his way back uh, eventually but a whole bunch of guys that maybe Bobcat fans haven't seen much of or haven't seen at all I mean I haven't seen some of these these transfer guys so uh, how do you go about kind of getting those guys in line during this fall camp but also how excited are you for this competition
3: I can't wait I love competition you know I've had Kevin Cassis Travis these guys I've been competing with since you know years so it's good to have these guys come in and a lot of the guys have have good stories coming in, Mm -hmm. you know, of being behind the eight ball or battled injuries or didn't get recruited. So, you know, it's finally a place for them to be, get all the love from the fans here and just ball out. So I'm excited with that. And um, honestly, the way these guys came in, they came in pretty humble. Even the freshmen, you know, humble but confident. But they know they got to earn their way. But they're also coming in knowing that, hey, this is a privilege to be here and I'm, I'm going to work my ass off to get here, or work, my, work my butt off to get here. So I, I'm, I'm really excited to see these young guys ball and especially these transfers, man.
0: No, I was now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Willie Patterson joining us here uh, on ESPN Radio. It's okay, you can say it on the radio now. (laughs) It's all good. Just getting ready for this year. I mean, what's the goals between now and September third? I mean, how do you embrace the challenges of this fall camp and get through it, uh, you know, in a positive fashion?
3: I'm just trying to stay as healthy as possible and just develop every single day. You know, um, I feel like our ceiling's very high with this offense and with our quarterbacks coming in, and it's just really exciting to see our future. And, um... We just had a, our, our offense, you know, started really picking up last year, and you could see a lot of big plays being made on the outside with our receivers. So I'm excited to get into that mix and put together a land season as well, you know.
0: That, that's, that's my last thing for you then is, is it's been kind of a trend recently in Bobcat football, guys that have kind of where their turn, played a bunch like you, but maybe not have a bunch of balls come their way and then all of a sudden, boom, you break out. I mean, Cassis did it, McCutcheon did it. I mean, before that, Mitch Herbert did it. So, uh, how do you make that happen for Willie Patterson?
3: Man, I think it was the work I put in this summer, honestly. Um, I kind of switched some things up and added some more body maintenance and um, tuned some things with my routes and stuff, so um, it allowed me to just develop more with my route running and catching and just Putting myself and just making my body as strong as possible because you know those fi- we want those 15 game seasons. You know, do we want to be playing in January? And you got to have your body ready for that.
0: When people ask who we root for, I root for kids and stories like that. Willie Patterson joining us here on New Now, ESPN Radio. So many of the guys we're covering and watching and interviewing and talking about. Not only are they not going to the NFL, not, they're likely never going to be record setters or anything at the program that they're at. But the goal is to start what you finish and finish what you start. Willie Patterson's going to finish the deal at Montana State. There's a lot of guys on the Grizz that are also going to finish the deal. That's what this level of football is supposed to be all about. More on this level of football in hour number two. Thanks to Stockman Bank, your Montana brand of banking, and the advocates reminding you that you deserve an advocate for bringing you the Montana Football Hour. More Big Sky Conference football talk, plus some NFL Hour 2 coming at you. is now ESPN Radio.